Today is July the 31st. Today we'll look at Obadiah, the shortest book in the Old Testament. Reading through the Bible in a year today, I'd like you to read the book of Obadiah, just 32 verses long, and then uh, the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1 and 2. Um, today we begin the 6th century prophets. Uh, in the 6th century prophets, uh, we're talking about prophets that uh, uh, begins with Jeremiah he preaches uh, after the destruction of the nation of Israel. It's carrial, uh, it, it was carried off into captivity. And uh, then uh, we begin to see prophets during the exile. The first of these, Obadiah, is the one that we are going to spend more time on today. The book of Obadiah comes uh, right after the book of Amos. And um, as I mentioned, the shortest book in the Old Testament, it is uh, a judgment against the nation of Edom. Now, Edom was another nation that existed across the uh, Jordan from Judah. Edom is actually a second name given to Esau. Uh, all of Esau's descendants are Edomites. Um, what happened is that as Babylon came to take Judah into captivity, Edom, who had a long-standing battle, rivalry with Judah, now begins to plunder some of the uh, uh, cities of Judah. And the Lord calls uh, for judgment against Edom because of that. But the interesting thing is this. Edom... It comes from the same root as Adam, Adam uh, in the Hebrew. Very same letters, uh, different vowels. And Adam is what's used for humanity. That's the word, not only for the biblical character Adam, but also for all of humanity. Now, if you'll notice in Obadiah verse 15, the day is near when I, the Lord, will judge all godless nations, all humanity comes under judgment because of the way they live, not just Edom. At the very end of the book, verses uh, 19 to 21 tells of a new Jerusalem that's coming that will rule over Edom. And because of the structure of the word, the New Jerusalem rules over all humanity. It's a reference to the end times. Enjoy today as you read Obadiah and Jeremiah 1 and 2. Obadiah 1, New Living Translation This is the vision that the Sovereign Lord revealed to Obadiah concerning the land of Edom. We have heard a message from the Lord that an ambassador was sent to the nations to say, Get ready, everyone. Let's assemble our armies and attack Edom. 
The Lord says to Edom, I will cut you down to size among the nations. You will be greatly despised. You have been deceived by your own pride because you live in a rock fortress and make your homes in the high mountains. Who can ever reach us way up here? You ask boastfully. But even if you soar as high as eagles and build your nest among the stars, I will bring you crashing down, says the Lord. If thieves came at night and robbed you, what a disaster awaits you. They would not take everything. Those who harvest grapes always leave a few for the poor, but your enemies will wipe you out completely. Every nook and cranny of Edom will be searched and looted. Every treasure will be found and taken. All your allies will turn against you. They will help to chase you from your land. They will promise you peace while plotting to deceive and destroy you. Your trusted friends will set traps for you, and you won't even know about it. At that time, not a single wise person will be left in the whole land of Edom, says the Lord. For on the mountains of Edom I will destroy everyone who has understanding. The mightiest warriors of Timon will be terrified, and everyone on the mountains of Edom will be cut down in the slaughter. Because of the violence you did to your close relatives in Israel, you will be filled with shame and destroyed forever. When they were invaded, you stood aloft, refusing to help them. Foreign invaders carried off their wealth and cast lots and divided up Jerusalem, but you acted like one of Israel's enemies. You should not have gloated when they exiled your relatives to distant lands. You should not have rejoiced when the people of Judah suffered such misfortune. You should not have spoken arrogantly in that terrible time of trouble." You should not have plundered the land of Israel when they were suffering such calamity. You should not have gloated over their destruction when they were suffering such calamity. You should not have seized their wealth when they were suffering such calamity. You should not have stood at the crossroads killing those who tried to escape. You should not have captured the survivors and handed them over in their terrible time of trouble. The day is near when I, the Lord, will judge all godless nations, as you have done to Israel, so it will be done to you. All your evil deeds will fall back on your own heads, just as you swallowed up my people on my holy mountain, so you and the surrounding nations will swallow the punishment I pour out on you. Yes, all your nations will drink and stagger and disappear from history, but Jerusalem will become a refuge for those who escape. It will be a holy place, and the people of Israel will come back to reclaim their inheritance. The people of Israel will be a raging fire, and Edom a field of dry stubble. The descendants of Joseph will be a flame, roaring across the field, devouring everything. There will be no survivors in Edom. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then my people living in the Negev will occupy the mountains of Edom. Those living in the foothills of Judah will possess the Philistine plains and take over the fields of Ephraim and Samaria. And the people of Benjamin will occupy the land of Gilead. The exiles of Israel will return to their land and occupy the Phoenician coast as far north as Zarephath. The captives from Jerusalem exiled in the north will return home and resettle the towns of the Negev. Those who have been rescued will go up to Mount Zion in Jerusalem to rule over the mountains of Edom, and the Lord himself will be king. Jeremiah 1 and 2, New Living Translation, Jeremiah 1 These are the words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, one of the priests from the town of Anathoth in the land of Benjamin. 
The Lord first gave messages to Jeremiah during the thirteenth year of the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, the king of Judah. The Lord's messages continued throughout the reign of King Jehoiakim, Josiah's son, until the eleventh year of the reign of King Zedekiah, another of Josiah's sons. In August of that eleventh year, the people of Jerusalem were taken away as captives. The Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and anointed you as my prophet to the nations. O sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I am too young. The Lord replied, Don't say, I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, Look, I have put my words in your mouth. Today I appoint you to stand up against the nations and kingdoms. Some you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow. Others you must build up and plant. Then the Lord said to me, Look, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I replied, I see a branch from an almond tree. And the Lord said, That's right. It means that I am watching, and I will certainly carry out all my plans. Then the Lord spoke to me again and asked, What do you see now? And I replied, I see a pot of boiling water spilling from the north. Yes, said the Lord, for terror from the north will boil out on the people of this land. Listen, I'm calling the armies of the kingdoms of the north to come to Jerusalem. I, the Lord, have spoken. They will set their thrones at the gates of the city. They will attack its walls and all the other towns of Judah. I will pronounce judgment on my people for all their evil, for deserting me and burning incense to other gods. Yes, they worship idols made with their own hands. Get up and prepare for action. Go out and tell them everything I tell you to say. Do not be afraid of them, or I will make you look foolish in front of them. For see, today I have made you strong, like a fortified city that cannot be captured, like an iron pillar or a bronze wall. You will stand against the whole land, the kings, officials, priests, and people of Judah. They will fight you, but they will fail, for I am with you, and I will take care of you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Jeremiah 2 The Lord gave me another message. He said, Go out and shout this message to Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. I remember how eager you were to please me as a young bride long ago, how you loved me and followed me even through the barren wilderness. In those days, Israel was holy to the Lord, the first of his children. All those who harmed his people were declared guilty, and disaster fell on them. I, the Lord, have spoken. Listen to the word of the Lord, people of Jacob, all you families of Israel. This is what the Lord says. What did your ancestors find wrong with me that led them to stray so far from me? They worshipped worthless idols and became worthless themselves. They did not ask, Where is the Lord who brought us safely out of Egypt and led us through the barren wilderness, a land of deserts and pits, a land of drought and death, where no one lives or even travels? And when I brought you into a fruitful land to enjoy its bounty and goodness, you defiled my land and corrupted the possession I promised you. The priest did not ask, Where is the Lord? Those who taught my word ignored me. The rulers turned against me. The prophets spoke in the name of Baal, wasting their time on worthless idols. Therefore, I will bring my case against you. 
says the Lord. I will even bring charges against your children's children in the years to come. Go west and look in the land of Cyprus. Go east and search through the land of Kedar. Has anyone ever heard of anything as strange as this? Has any nation ever traded its gods for new ones, even though they are not gods at all? Yet my people have exchanged their glorious God for worthless idols. The heavens are shocked at such a thing, and shrink back in horror and dismay, says the Lord. For my people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water, and have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. Why has Israel become a slave? Why has he been carried away as plunder? Strong lions have roared against him, and the land has been destroyed. The towns are now in ruins, and no one lives in them anymore. Egyptians marching from their cities of Memphis and Taphanes have destroyed Israel's glory and power. And you have brought this upon yourselves by rebelling against the Lord your God, even though he was leading you on the way. What have you gained by your alliances with Egypt and your covenants with Assyria? What good to you are the streams of the Nile or the waters of the Euphrates River? Your wickedness will bring its own punishment. Your turning from me will shame you. You will see what an evil, bitter thing it is to abandon the Lord your God and not even fear him. I, the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, have spoken. Long ago I broke the yoke that oppressed you and tore away the chains of your slavery, but still you said, I will not serve you. On every hill and under every green tree you have prostituted yourselves by bowing down to idols. But I was the one who planted you, choosing a vine of the purest stock, the very best. How did you grow into this corrupt wild vine? No amount of soap or lye can make you clean. I still see the stain of your guilt. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. You say, that is not true. We haven't worshipped the images of Baal. But how can you say that? Go and look in any valley in the land. Face the awful sins you have done. You are like a restless female camel desperately searching for a mate. You are like a wild donkey sniffing the wind at mating time. Who can restrain her lust? Those who desire her don't need to search, for she goes running to them. When will you stop running? When will you stop panting after other gods? But you say, save your breath. I'm in love with these foreign gods, and I can't stop loving them now. Israel is like a thief who feels shame only when he gets caught. They, their kings, officials, priests, and prophets are all alike in this. To an image carved from a piece of wood, they say, you are my father. To an idol chiseled from a block of stone, they say, you are my mother. They turn their backs on me, but in times of trouble they cry out to me, come and save us. But why not call on these gods you have made? When the trouble comes, let them save you if they can. For you have as many gods as there are towns in Judah. Why do you accuse me of doing wrong? You are the ones who have rebelled, says the Lord. I have punished your children, but they did not respond to my discipline. You yourselves have killed your prophets as a lion kills its prey. O my people, listen to the words of the Lord. Have I been like a desert to Israel? Have I been to them a land of darkness? Why then do my people say, At last we are free from God. We don't need him any more. Does a young woman forget her jewelry, or a bride her wedding dress? Yet for years on end my people have forgotten me. 
How you plot and scheme to win your lover. Even an experienced prostitute could learn from you. Your clothing is stained with the blood of the innocent and poor, though you didn't catch them breaking into your houses. And yet you say, I have done nothing wrong. Surely God isn't angry with me. But now I will punish you severely, because you claim you have not sinned. First here, then there. You flit from one alley to another asking for help, but your new friends in Egypt will let you down, just as Assyria did before. In despair, you will be led into exile with your hands on your heads, for the Lord has rejected the nations you trust. They will not help you at all. Scripture reading by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow we turn our attention to the book of Jeremiah.